I'm Josh, and my mission is simple. I teach tens of thousands of home service business owners like you how to grow a profitable seven-figure business. Every week, I deliver mind bombs and systems designed to help you gain mastery over marketing, admin, production, and sales inside your company. Each week, I'll open up the vault so you can finally take hold of the life and business you deserve. There is only one thing between where you are today and where you want to be, and that is the growth you're willing to endure. You're in the right place. Welcome to the Growth Vault. Hey, my friends, welcome back to the Growth Vault podcast. I hope you're doing awesome as we end out 2020, the year from hell. I'm sorry, excuse me, I meant an amazing year called 2020. Uh, No, people have differing opinions depending on what happened to you this year, good, bad, or ugly. But today I'm joined by two very dear friends. I've gotten to know very well over the last couple of years. We have Doug and Michelle Myers. You've probably seen them if you're in the home service space, if you follow me, if you follow in any of the groups online that we're in, they add a lot of value and they help a lot of companies. Doug and Michelle came from kind of the corporate kind of traditional route for many years. And then just a few years ago, they launched a company. Now they don't clean things. They don't pressure wash houses and clean carpet, but what they do is they are the mothership for around a hundred other service companies. And they actually (laughs) handle some of the most chaotic pieces of those businesses. And they launched basically, I'll let them describe it, uh, a company. They took their company to over a million dollars in less than three years, and they're becoming entrepreneurial experts. And they're always teaching, always giving. They're very humble. Uh, so I'll brag on them for you. But I just thought it'd be cool to have an end of year discussion with my two friends who are crushing it with their own seven figure business, but also have an inside view of home service. Um, being that they help around a hundred other companies. So Doug and Michelle, how the heck are you? Thank you for hanging out with me. <laughs> hey, it's great to be with you, man. It's uh, we're doing well. We're enjoying um, this freedom that comes with being an entrepreneur and just taking one day at a time and loving it. Totally. It's super easy, right? Oh, uh, sure yeah. Walk in the park <laughs> every day. It's a party. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you follow like all these big influencer people on YouTube and Instagram, it's like, they paint such a picture of that's just so ridiculous and the whole like Lamborghini freedom lifestyle and make $5 million in five minutes and people mm-hmm. still fall for it. It's still an industry, you know, this guru industry, mm-hmm. but you know, it's partially true. You can build a big automated lifestyle business, but there's still fires to put out. T- tell us your story. I mean, b- you're married, you have a large company. We are. How did this happen and how's it going? How do, How did we get here? Well, I think I will, I start, I'll start out if that's okay. (laughs) Um, uh, Doug and I met in 2013. We had a whirlwind relationship and when we were sort of dating, he came over and met me at my house one day and saw two laptops, one computer, one clamshell phone, one voice over IP phone. And he thought either she's doing something illegal or she's up to something pretty cool. So he sat with me and watched what I was doing. And it was just a way, you know, to put food on the table for my kids and I. And he said to me, you know, really what you're doing is outsourcing or being a subcontractor. And I work with subcontractors in my business all day long. And we do something very similar for windows and siding and doors. I was like, well, what does windows and siding and doors have to do with me being on the phone all day? Um, but he saw through what I was doing and said, this could be an actual business. And so I really give a lot of gratitude for his uh, future thinking. I was, again, just trying to make it happen for my family, but he saw it as a company. And so 
came alongside me and turned this thing into an actual real live business. <laughs> Tell us exactly, just so for people that don't know, what the heck do you guys do exactly? What What is Pink Collars? That's the name of your company, Pink Collars. You have over two dozen team members now and you're crushing it. What <laughs> service are you offering people? We do. We offer what I call virtual office management solutions. Um, the The buzzword out there in business right now is virtual. Everyone's always looking for this virtual help. Um, and that term can be pretty broad, uh, but pretty generic because um, you're not really sure what you're getting. With us, you get one, uh, what we call rock star um, <laughs> from our team that works with you every day. So it's like having that person in an office, but not in your office. So you don't have to even worry about having a brick and mortar place um, or bringing someone in your home if you run your office out of your home. Um, and we handle the training, the support, the management. We're giving you high-end skilled customer service right from the very beginning. So we work inside your CRM. We handle all your communication, forgive me, um, um, all the way from beginning to end. So really giving your client base that good old-fashioned customer service. Um, I like calling it, uh, we do an old job a new way. Yeah, I, I'm going to give my take on it because I was actually confused as well when I first uh, talked to Michelle. I think, I don't remember when she first messaged me, but she introduced herself a year or two ago. Yep. And uh, I just thought you were another virtual assistant company. And yep. so that's got to be frustrating for you because people think they know what you mean when you say virtual office manager, but they're wrong but they don't know that they're wrong. And so I've hired VAs from the Philippines many different times over the years. This is not like that at all. Like you are literally uh, providing a full spectrum, top to bottom, fully pre-trained expert uh, service provider to be an office manager for a company, which is totally different, right? So they're doing outbound calls. They can collect payments. They can do all kinds of things that a VA or an answering service would never, ever, ever do. And even if they did, they wouldn't do it well. That's why I think you've grown so fast is, am I it's describing it correctly? Oh, you're, you're right in the middle of the target. And, you know, I always have these conversations with people and, and they come into it thinking much like you said, um, it's a, it's an offshore product. It's a, it's just the VA. They're just taking messages. And the way I look at it is those do serve a purpose in some businesses uh, but they're very task oriented. They wait on the owner to tell them what to do. So it really adds another hat uh, to that owner's head that he has to wear every day. Oh, I've got to make sure that I instruct this person um, or this VA on what I need done today. Mm -hmm. We're approaching it from the complete opposite end. We want to take that hat off of the owner's head and say, we know what needs to be done. We're just going to pick up the ball and run with it. And then we're going to communicate with you what needs to be done, giving you the freedom to go do the other things in the business that only you as the owner can do. Yep. Well, for people that listen to this show, I talk about this idea called the five stages of small business growth. And we all start out as an owner operator and we're doing the thing, whether we're digging the ditch or we're cleaning the carpet or we're whatever, building the fence or we're anything, fill in the blank with whatever your thing is. You're the one doing the thing at first, oftentimes. 
Then you transcend and level up to stage two. And this is, I describe it as you're in your truck and there's sticky notes all over the dashboard of your truck and there's clipboards and there's paperwork everywhere. And you're still doing the thing, but you're also on the phone and you're on a ladder, but then you're on the phone while you're on the ladder. And that's kind of stage two. And you're going to the bank and you're doing, and and one of the tricky parts for people for various reasons is to get to stage three, where the owner's focused almost totally on selling, or I call it feeding the beast. The reason that's hard is you have to get rid of the administrative responsibilities. And the way to do that is you either go lease a, a beautiful office and that might make your butt pucker up a little bit because you're signing a big fat lease. And then you got to interview admins and then you've never had an admin before. And so there's no training built. And so it's, it, it, it's just tough. Uh, I worked with a guy, Wesley, He's crushing it. He's in his mid twenties. He just hit a, a million dollars this year. He was super excited. I'm excited for him. But la- when we were going uh, trying to solve this problem for his business, we went through like three admins in a row, and it was just painful, horrible process. Essentially, what you guys offer is a shortcut to that. Is from Absolutely. what I'm hearing, correct? Yeah. Absolutely. I I tell people, you know, we show up to the job with all the tools in our belt from day one. Uh, we know what customer service uh, should look like and sound like. Uh, we know the tools that you're using and can really walk you through a lot of the things that um, you may just not know. Uh, again, those conversations we have all the time where they're like, oh, I'd love to be able to do that thing. I'd love to be able to work on um, you know, a better follow-up script, or I'd rather work on, you know, cleaning up my email or my CRM or things like that. And they just don't have time to get to it. And from day one, we can start making a difference. Tell, let's talk about this, just to add value to the listeners. Uh, a lot of people think they don't need your services, right? They don't want to pay for it. Uh, it's not an inexpensive thing. It's a premium top shelf service because it provides ridiculous value. What mistakes do you see people making or what false beliefs do people have when you're talking to all these service companies about why they should or shouldn't hire a company like yours? So just hit it head on. Just be real. Head on. Okay. The the first one that comes to my mind is that my customers need to talk to me. I, I If I had a dollar for every time I've heard that, I... I I'd be on an island somewhere. It's because everyone um, thinks they're the magical unicorn and the only person that can talk on a phone to a customer. They are. <laughs> yep, they, they are. are. <laughs> Absolutely. I had a I had a gentleman call me in the um, last spring. This phone call sticks out in my mind just vividly and real gruff right off the bat. Tell me who you are. I've heard about you. Tell me what you do. And I'm like thinking, okay, this is the way the guy needs information. So I'm going to, and I start literally saying, I'm going to answer all your phone calls live with one person. We're going to handle all your communication inbound and outbound. And he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop right there. My customers want to talk to me. <laughs> and, and I, and sorry, again, the sorry. wheels are, tur- yeah, the wheels oh. are turning in my mind. And oh. I'm like, so what you're telling me is that you as a business owner, your time's worth $25 an hour. Because that's what our service will cost, okay? I know myself as a business owner, my time's worth hundreds or maybe even thousands of dollars an hour, depending on what I'm doing for my for my business. And there was like this 10-second pause. And I thought he hung up on me. And he goes, you know, I never thought about it like that. 
So that's probably one of the biggest things I hear. How about you, Shell? Oh, man, that was good. That one, or you don't know my service area. How are you going to learn my service area? And there's this crazy thing out there. I don't know if anybody's heard of it. It's called Google Maps. (laughs) Um, And what we do is break down people's service area by zip codes. And then we just talk to the owner about where his salespeople might be or where her team might be located and where they clean houses, whatever that service provider does. And then we color code that map so that it's an efficient sort of clockwise or counterclockwise rotation so that we can get through that service area in a really cool and efficient way. And once we do some of those graphics and visuals for people and we can prove that we or illustrate that we understand what their service area is, that all of those defenses kind of come down and they're like, Oh, well, this is just a blue day. Perfect. Orange day. And then they understand to get it. That's really cool. I, the thing about false beliefs are, is all of us have them and we don't know that we have them, right? Because they're beliefs. So we think they're true. They just happen to not be true, but we're, we're super sure that they are true. And I don't know if that makes sense, but can you imagine Walt Disney punching tickets of everybody that came to Disneyland personally? Or can you imagine like Steve Jobs, like manning a, a call center and like taking iPhone orders, like because the customers need to talk to him? That is the dumbest thing ever, but you know, I understand why it feels like that. And I, I understand it's actually even hard to hire an admin for the same kinds of reasons, right? You feel like you're giving the keys to the kingdom over to someone else. But the reality is, is you, you shall not pass to the next level until you solve this problem. Like it's the universe will not allow you to have a multi-million dollar sellable turnkey profitable uh, automated business unless you have a team around you and the mothership is the key piece of the team that the person handling all the inbound and outbound like you said by the way my thing that i get most excited if i still had my cleaning company and i was using you guys the thing that would make me most excited is the outbound abilities because people don't actually call their book a business enough. And, and you guys can, can do that. That by itself more than pays for the service because you're, it's just a follow-up. And the owner that has the sticky notes everywhere isn't going to do it, even if he tells himself he's going to, or he'll make 36 phone calls and think he did it, but then he's busy again and forgets. That's a huge value add in and of itself, right? Yeah, it's massive. And the fact that we leverage technology to help us with that too. I know that you know, communications really changing, especially 2020 really showed us all that customers want to communicate in a number of different ways, right? So live chat or forms on your website or, you know, products like ResponsaBid or, you know, anything where texting, all of those places and ways that a customer can communicate to your business, you need to have those available because you're reaching such a broad spectrum of consumers now. And to only have the phone or only have email or only pigeonhole yourself into one is really, it's kind of crushing your business a little bit. And so having that option to have all of those things come into one channel, like one individual. And um, actually get followed up with immediately and actually organize. Well, if you, if you hate money, I can see why you don't want to do that. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, there's that. (laughs) If you have an aversion toward success, um, don't do that. Um, no, I'm just kidding. So let me ask you some personal questions here because Please. I think we've made the case about why pink collars is growing so fast because it scratches a serious itch. It fills legitimate need. It's awesome. Tell me about you as entrepreneurs though, because to, to scale something like this up, it's a lot of complexity. I mean, you're dealing with very nuanced customers. So each client you have 
wants you to do this one little thing a little different. And then they have this, oh, I want you to log in to this thing to do it this way. And it just seems like it could be a nightmare. And you scaled up to over a million dollars in less than three years. What was that like? Tell me all the bad, gross parts so we can inspire people <laughs> who are struggling to keep going. <laughs> um, well, I think, you know, we are newly married. We only got married, you know, seven years ago. So we're newly married and we put blast on our relationship and on our business when we first met. And we said, okay, we're going to work together. We're going to live together. We're going to meld these two families with kids from the, here, there, and everywhere. And we're going to smash it all together and we're going to run hard. And I think that tenacity is probably one of the things I can share that we both that we both share. There are some days when one of us is kind of looking at the other going, what the heck did we sign up for? I mean, this is insane. And the other person always, to a fault, will pick the other guy up, you know, off the field. And so we've really clearly defined our roles in the business. And I think that's really helped our success. Doug does all of our sales um, marketing and kind of customer sort of care and, and management upkeep. And then I do all the operations and the team and do the hiring. Um, well, after they go through Doug, because I'm not allowed to hire anymore. We learned that I was hiring myself and we needed people more like Doug in our, in, in our company. So we, we have a couple of things that cross over, but staying in our lanes has been really helpful. And then just being tenacious um, is tenacious like a really nice way to say stubborn or what are the differences? Um, yeah, bossy. No, no, no. Um. <laughs> no I, I, let me jump in. I think, and one of the things that I admire about Michelle, uh, I think that really set us apart from the very beginning is she has a hard time saying no. Um, like she likes to say yes to things. And I tell people that all the time. Uh, I'm sure, and I hope there are people out there that have talked to me um, in the past and they've heard me say, I like to say yes, to, like keep asking until I say no. Yeah. Um, and I think that really set us apart because a lot of business owners look at what they do as like, oh, that's too hard. That that may cost me too much time or too much energy. I don't want to do that. And we really look at it as an opportunity in growth um, for us. So we say yes to a lot of things um, because again, I think that opens doors. Now, just to be clear, you you don't mean that you say yes and get distracted or dilute your business. You're saying that you have no problem yeah. customizing your service to individual customer needs, even though it's a nightmare, but be, it helps you just provide a way higher level of service. That's what you mean, right? It does. And because that business owner is only dealing with one individual, if we can customize that with the individual on our team, and, you know, maybe do these additional check-ins or do postcards or help send, you know, Christmas cards or help, you know, motivate the team by, you know, attending meetings or stand-ups every week. If we can participate in the company just a little bit more um, or customize it based on what the business owner really needs, then it's a win for everyone. It really makes our company more sticky to theirs and it provides a service and a connection that I think a lot of businesses really long for and can't get if they work with someone remotely. What would you say the dumbest thing you've done as an entrepreneur? <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, um, when we were, when I was first starting out, um, I had built my own website. And so to make additional money, I thought it would be a smart idea to build websites for people. That was probably the dumbest thing I've ever done. 
Now that's an, um, that's an uh, example of saying yes, but the wrong it, version of saying it yes. was the wrong version of the yes, but it was way before we had employees. It was when it was just me. So there was that. Um, I can't think of anything else. I mean, we've done some silly things. And nothing comes to mind right now. No. I mean, I think the fun part about what we do is that we find the similarities between all the different silos of home service providers and yeah. we connect the pain points. Whereas a lot of other people in this industry would say, no, I'm an, I'm a service provider for legal businesses only, or I only answer the phones for dental companies, right? We said, no, actually a window washer and a residential home cleaner and a tree service actually have a lot of similarities and we can learn things from each of those silos and bring them um, to the businesses that we serve. So I love that part too, that we did say yes to different um, types of businesses. And I think that's been very beneficial for us. That is super, super interesting. Um, Let me ask you another question. Hitting a million dollars, everyone is like obsessed with that. Well, not everyone, (laughs) but a lot of people. Um, What was it like? When you, when you did that, you'd kind of like have that, that merit badge you can put on your arm, but what was the difference when you were at that level and was it what you expected versus maybe one of the harder stages in business? I don't know, a couple hundred thousand or a smaller team. Just describe your experience with that. Well, I think it is an emotional milestone for a lot of people, for yeah. sure. Once you see that seventh figure. But for me, and I'll let Doug answer too, but for me, um, I really felt it as even more responsibility to the team that we serve and support. I always am thinking of the families that we're impacting, the kids that we're helping to feed, the, you know, the people that we're helping to, to manage through their lives. And so the impact for me got really big. I got a little overwhelmed. I will totally admit last year I got a little overwhelmed with that. Um, And this year, with all of the things that happened with COVID and all of the changes and all of the uncertainty, I learned that it was really better for me personally to hold it a little bit less tightly, right? And so I have another friend that's a business owner, and she said, Michelle, you just got to hold it lightly. And so if I ever get worried about the numbers or the amount of people or the responsibility, I try really hard to hold it lightly. So that's been my lesson at a million. <laughs> yeah. That is a really cool way to describe it. Doug, do you have yeah. something to add? Uh, for me, it was a real injection of energy. I mean, it 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 sort of was the validation that we're on the road, we're on the right road, and and I can step on the gas now. Um, we weren't trying to swim uphill or upstream. We weren't trying to, you know. Um, make something out of uh, a business that really wasn't there. Um, it, it just made it valid to me. Um, and it gave me a lot of freedom to start to think, okay, we hit this big giant milestone. What's next? What, what's the next mountain I can climb? Yeah. I think that's a, I kind of felt like that with uh, send Jim because I just made up a thing. And I like scribbled it on a napkin. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make up a thing. And then I was excited, but, but the more money we're spending, I started to panic thinking, wait a second, what if no one actually wants this thing? You know, what if it's not valuable? What if it's not, and you don't really know at some point you realize, okay, like product market fit, you know, proof of concept, you've 
you've sailed long past that. And now, now you have different challenges, but uh, you're making a big impact and you're, you're doing really well, right? <laughs> yeah, we're very happy. We love the fact that we're home for our kids. You know, kids were in school at home this year. Um, but the fact that we're here and able to do that and able to manage that, the family aspect of our lives, I think is really super important to both of us. And when they do go back, we'll be able to drop them off and pick them up every day. And that's, that's something that you can't get back. You know, you can't get that time back. And yes. That's what really being in business is so important for is that you can't, you can't miss that stuff. And if you're commuting three hours a day in a, to an office, you, you miss a lot. And I talked to so many owners that, um, and, and I've, I won't mention any names, but I've talked to big, strong, burly guys that you can almost hear them tearing up, um, talking about, I haven't seen one of my kids soccer games in three years. I haven't taken my wife on a date. I don't get to have dinner around the family table anymore because I have to walk in the door and now call back the 20 or 30 or 50 messages that people left on my business phone throughout the day. And they feel that pressure and that lack of freedom and that, that um, burden. Um, And we just want to be able to give them that freedom back because we're not on this earth to, um, you know, serve business. Uh, I I believe, and we believe that we're on this earth to um, serve each other, serve our families um, and really uh, enjoy that freedom. Yeah, Mike Dalkey calls dollars. He calls them certificates of good deeds. And that, <laughs> so like, to me, like that. hitting a million dollars or building wealth or just making a living and passive income and all this stuff, to me, it's just the evidence of the good deeds that you're providing to the world. I Obviously, I'm totally in alignment <laughs> with that. Um, you know, and then there's one more quote that's been in my head for the last 10 minutes here as we're talking. And Myron Golden says that the biggest uh, threat to learning is thinking that you already know. And then before we hit record, Michelle was sharing with me this, this like resource that she's been working on kind of internally for your customers. And I, I scribbled down. So I think the name of it is the 10 simple hacks to unleash rockstar profits in less than 10 minutes. Now that's a juicy title. And so we're starting to talk about it. And we had an interesting conversation pre-recording, which is, you know, people listening to this, a lot of them think they already know. They think they know how to provide great customer service. They think they know how to do administrative things in their business. But we, the truth is, we don't know what we don't know. You guys really are experts at the nuance, the little things, the systems and tools you use. Share with us a little bit, uh, just maybe a couple of those secrets or those hacks or, or, or things that helps people provide a higher level of service and thereby making a lot more money. Well, I love this one and it's number one and it's be available. And that seems like it's like, duh, of course you have to be available, but be available on all the channels that your customer wants to utilize. Like I said earlier, Facebook chat, direct message, um, anything that, you know, is on your website, be available because not every single customer wants to transact business with you in the same way. And I think the commoditization, right, if that's a word, of home service businesses is really happening out there. People want to be able to push a button and have a service provider show up. So 
I'm finding it myself trying to find service providers for certain things in my home. I have less and less patience with a lot of the back and forth. I really want to just get on to a computer or get online or get on a phone and get something resolved. And so um, we talk about all the different ways that you can be available for your customers. Um, oh, that's so true. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Just be available. It's a big I, one. I, and it's so simple. <laughs> we live in a small town in Northern Michigan. There's only like 10,000 people I think that live here year round. And I swear, it's like people hate money in this town because I call service providers. To, I'm like, basically, the call is like this: ring, ring, ring. No one answers. Ring, ring, uh-huh. I leave a message and I say, "Hi, uh, my name's Josh. I'd like to give you money. Can you please call me back so I can give you money?" And then guess what happens? No one calls me back. No one wants money. I'm like begging people. I'm trying to give away money and no one will take it. To me, that that's frustrating, but it's also evidence of an opportunity, right? So the businesses that do streamline these things that will automate, build their team, outsource to companies like yours, they're really positioning themselves in a way that's super hard for the owner operator to compete with. I've been saying for years, people are going to get buried. They're going to get left behind if they don't get with the technology, if they don't understand the marketplaces, they don't use the things you're talking about is going to crush businesses. So, I mean, what would you say, uh, as, as you hear me saying that. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And having all of that tech stack in line can be really hard for a home service provider. Here's, here's another insight. People started home service businesses because they didn't want to be in front of computers. Mind <laughs> bomb. Hello. Right. You guys don't really want to do all this stuff and I get it. So that's even even more of a reason to utilize a service like ours, because we know the technology, we can get those stacks in line for your business and really get you guys set up for success. And that that's really a huge one, uh, way to be available. So I had a customer call me the other day, a long-term client of ours that I've uh, we've been dealing with for a couple of years, and he just calls me out of the blue. He's like, I got to tell you a funny story. He said, um, the the young lady that works for him, her name uh, was Jennifer. And um, Jennifer uh, was at lunch and he has it set up to where when she's at lunch, his phones ring back into his office. He's like, he calls me up. He said, I was sitting in my office. I'm doing some paperwork. Um, I see the phone ring and I recognize the number. It was a client that I've worked with for years and years and years. And I thought, oh, this is great. I'm going to pick up the phone and talk to her. He said, so I answer the phone. Hey, Mrs. Jones, how are you? And she doesn't say hello. She, all she says is, where's Jennifer? <laughs> and he said, he's like, it was, it was a sledgehammer to the head in a good way that it made me feel like it's covered. Jennifer has my back and has my customers taken care of so well that they don't need to deal with me. And he said, that made me feel so good and so secure that she was handling things. I love um, that story. I think that was a big, big deal to him. Yeah. Well, for I, even for myself, um, what you quickly realize when you build out a team is that, assuming you're hiring correctly and you have good systems and stuff, is that the people that you're replacing yourself with turn out to be way better at that thing than you were in the first place. And so you think that you're good at it. You think your customers need to talk to you, but you don't realize that you're actually not that good at doing that thing in the first place. And partially because you're doing 86 things. And so how good can you be when you're answering your, your second set of flip phones on the expressway with sticky notes all over your truck and you pull over on the side of the road as the semi doesn't buy you? How, how are you crushing it at that? 
and the other 400 things that you're doing. So I think that's interesting. Um, basically, the people listening, you have no choice but to give Doug and Michelle all of your money immediately and hire them. I love it. One of the objections. Of, some of the money. We don't need all of it. Just some of it. Yeah, just throw them, throw them a little certificates of good deeds. Give them a couple scoops yep. of uh, certificates Absolutely. of good deeds. But with the winter here, right? I'm time stamping yep. this, depending on when people listen to this. But um, people are kind of ramping down right now. So what would be like your advice? If they want to have a conversation with you, if in, you guys are people of integrity, I trust you. Like you, you guys have honor. I know if someone gets on the phone, you're not going to hammer someone. You're going to just look at their situation nope. and tell them, eh, you know, yeah, we can help you or no, not yet. Let's wait six months yeah. or, or whatever. Should they talk to you now? Should they wait until the spring? They don't want to spend a bunch no. of money right now. They're slowing down. What, what do you think? What are you thinking? You should a hundred percent talk to us now. I mean, I this think it's the really, best time. Yeah. I'm, I'm a gardener and I don't know about anybody else, but the whole law of gardening is that despite the fact that it's winter, there's still a lot of growth happening. And so think of that when you think about your business in winter, think about, you may not see the actual growth, but the roots are being strengthened. Things are happening under the surface. And so it's really the best time to start thinking about new processes, new people on your team, new ways to see, you know, your business in the following season. So we say, don't wait at all, have the conversation now so we can enter into your business in a really cool time so that we can really ramp up those systems together. So yeah, now, now is a great time to talk to us. You'll relate to this. It's it, it, <laughs> let's go back to your football days. It's like training camp, right? Yeah. You don't walk into the first game and never have met before or practiced before you spend weeks and weeks and months and months getting prepared for the season. And I want to encourage everyone, pick up the phone, call us. I mean, I love having these conversations. And whether it's a good time right now for you, um, business-wise, financial-wise, or it's something we need to push down the road, that's fine. Let's still have a conversation because I love being able to, I call it, put the target on the wall <laughs> so you know the direction you need to go. Um, because I've yet to have someone say, oh, yeah, that's a terrible idea. I'll never... Well, I, I don't need that at all. Everybody says, that's a great idea. I just can't get there right now. I have clients that are on board with us that we've talked to for five seasons before they got to the point where they were ready to move forward. So um, we just, again, we want to help people start to cultivate um, and, and build toward the future. And we're just part of that. I love it. Now, in my case, we trained for football for, for months in advance and still lost 69 to zero on our homecoming. Um, but I think your analogy still stands in general. I think I understand your point. Um, how can, how can people get uh, in touch with you as we kind of wrap things up, give us your final thoughts, how people can get in touch with you. And also can people get um, a copy of the thing you were showing me before that you were working on? They can. And, and read the title of that again. It was really, really super cool. It's, it's too much to go into kind of all in the show, but it sounds like a powerful yeah, no, resource. It's called, um, yeah, it, we will put it as a landing page on our website. So we will put, um, if you do visit us at pinkcollars.com forward slash rockstar, it'll be 10 simple hacks to unleash rockstar profits in less than 10 minutes. And it's just a download for not only you, but your office team so that they understand how to, 
put that target on the wall and how to follow those steps every single day when they're taking care of your customers. So, I'm, I wonder how much revenue be- your clients do collectively. Sorry to jump in, but as I'm thinking like oh, it's okay. no. this resource, tens of millions, yeah, right. tens of so millions of dollars. You guys are handling tens of thousands of phone calls inbound and outbound. You're managing massive, you're the mothership of all of these companies and all of your collective uh, experience, you basically picked out yeah. kind of 10 shortcuts, 10, well, hacks as you call them, to basically yeah. be more profitable, provide a higher level of service. Go to pinkcollars.com slash rockstar. And I don't get anything for this, by the way. These are just friends of mine. This is a valuable service. I should have had them on the show a long time ago. And uh, it just slipped through the cracks. So hey, you don't know what you don't know. It's okay. We love it. Tell us. Uh, all the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Tell us some final words of encouragement to, or share some final words of encouragement with someone that might be struggling or they're just waiting for 2020 mm-hmm. to be over. What would you say? Yeah, please. Keep charging forward. And much like you said, that goes along with, uh, what Myron uh, said, I believe, and I say this all the time, if you think you're the smartest guy in the room, you need to find a better room. Um, surround yourself with with good people. There are a lot of tools and resources out there, uh, business coaching, um, this, podcast. You know, this podcast, okay, all, kinds of cool um, stuff. all of there's some really cool stuff with people out there that want to help. We're much the same way. I love having those phone calls with people that are like, wow, I never thought about it that way. Or I never heard about that. Or thank you for connecting me with this person. Um, you know, I, I had that phone call the other day with somebody thought, you know, Josh Latimer. And I'm what? like, yeah, I kind of know. <laughs> I know Josh Latimer. He's, he's a friend of mine. And it was this mind blowing thing, but I would encourage people just surround yourself with Good people ask questions. Yeah. Don't be afraid to feel vulnerable yeah. because there are people that can help. Man, that's good. Keep learning. Keep learning. Well, I appreciate you sharing your story uh, on your very simple, easy, pain-free entrepreneurial journey to seven figures, nice. helping hundred companies <laughs> also reach seven figures. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're all in this together, <laughs> and uh, you guys are great. I wish you a very merry Christmas and. Uh, Hey, to anybody listening to this, just go get the uh, the free resource that Michelle and Doug have made, pinkcollars.com forward slash rockstar. It'll be good reading to uh, sharpen your saw. If you want to connect with them, you can hop on a phone call as well, and they will tell you the ugly truth, good or bad, if you're ready or not, or they'll point you in the right direction. Thank you guys very much. Take care. All right. God bless. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Merry Christmas. If you're ready to go even deeper, go to Facebook and search for The Growth Fall. It's a free community with thousands of other business owners just like you. I'll see you next time on The Growth Fall.